Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to another episode of the penny bloom podcast Tis i colton robertson and i am joined today by joseph george what's up homie what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you as always we are continuing our 52 year journey through film we uh just got past 95 we're on to 96 this week and thus we are covering train spotting it's real interesting watching this, uh, just because you know we've we've grown up with you and McGregor mm. uh, as our as our Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, and seeing him in his most recent role just conclude this week with Obi Wan Kenobi mm. just Wednesday. Today we're covering one of his earliest, if not his absolute earliest. Um, pretty pretty early on in the man's career, this was. Um, mm. Oh yeah, glad glad I finally got to see uh, see him as some someone not as Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, it was uh just to see how I don't know he's an amazing actor. Like after this role, like I it I don't know this role was was uh, an insane one to play. Like just physically, like how he had to just get thin too. Like for oh this. he was itty bitty um, dude, and like oh my god, the, I, I, this role was. I'm so glad that I I finally got to see and even crazier. Else. This is probably the role that. Books him, Kenobi, mm. as far mm. as his uh, his acting his acting ability, which is kind of kind of insane. But uh, let's lay the groundwork for the people here for uh, for Train Spotting. It was released August ninth of uh, nineteen ninety six. It was uh, written. Oh, the screenplay was by John Hodge, but it's based on a novel by Irvine Welsh, and it's directed by Danny Boyle, who also uh, directed. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which I remember when I was little, mm. okay. got huge awards all over the place. Also, 127 Hours, the director of that as well. Mm. Um, so, a well-established director with a lot with a lot under his belt. And Train Spotting is quite the interesting, uh, quite the interesting film to mm. have made, especially from a directorial standpoint. This was a uh, it was pretty insane at a lot of points. I was just like pretty genre bending, mm. a lot of uh, like high intensity, but it's also really sad. But it's it's keeping this lighthearted pace that's pushing you along so that you don't get too enveloped in the sadness of it all. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, I mean there I, there was a. You know, the opening of the movie, it's not that bad. You know, the first 30 or so minutes, you know, you're kind of like, okay. No, in like fact, I'm, I was watching 30, 35 minutes mm -hmm. in going, ah, maybe I've heard this is hard to watch because of how nasty it can be at points. You know, mm -hmm. him putting his hands in the bowl full of shit and mm -hmm. diving into it to get the pills. Um, mm -hmm. No, no, I was wrong. That was just, a, that was just the beginning of the movie. Uh, at about 40 minutes in. There's going to be a dead baby 
and it's just yeah. going to be a part of the it's just going to be a part of the movie. And from then on, it was just kind of like, ooh, just devastating from that point on. But I don't know. It did it did uh, kind of find a good balance between you know devastating and um, comedy. I don't know. I, I yeah, it was it was funny, but not. You know, I'm not rolling on the ground laughing. Oh, know, obviously whatever. not. But, no, uh, it's more it's more like a situational, like mm. a, the way they handle the situations becomes funny. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like we were talking off might about a certain cut where it was like, it's not inherently a funny thing where, you know, they go out to the mountains and Ewan McGregor's mm. like, it's a shite state of affairs this, you know, like a, we can't. Like fresh air is not going to do nobody good. And then like they cut and he goes, so we decided to start doing heroin again as soon as possible. I'm like, that's not actually funny, but the cut there made it kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, after this movie, I am like so, um, far away from ever. I mean, I was already far away from ever trying heroin, but but now it's like, I mean, I am like negative chance. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's that's the true, you know, point of this movie to to really show what addiction is like and uh, what people really do go through. Um, it's definitely about the horrors of addiction, like mm-hmm. uh, how terrifying that state of affairs can be. Especially, uh, there's literally a sequence in this movie that is out of that like, feels like a horror movie, and it's his uh, and it's his uh, recovery period, mm-hmm. trying to uh, he's he's suffering withdrawal, and mm-hmm. he can't uh. seeing the the dead baby on the ceiling and it's crawling towards him and then its head turns all the way around. That was the point in the movie that I texted you and bro, I am scared. I am genuinely afraid Mm. because that scared the shit. Like as soon as I started seeing the head turn, I was like, nope, nope, that's not for me. I covered my eyes. I was like, that's not, I'm not going to check where that's going. Uh, I mean it whenever, uh, cause you, I think you, you told me, um, that either the person who wrote the novel or maybe the director went through addiction or the, was uh, it a, the person who wrote the novel definitely mm-hmm. went through some addiction and Danny Boyle did. Uh, I, I looked into it and it said he'd, he'd got engaged with, with, uh, with some substances at different mm-hmm. points in his life, but he was never like full blown addict had to, mm-hmm. had to suffer through the shit that our characters mm-hmm. here suffer through. At least that's what I read, you know, in mm. the in the little reading I did. Uh, but yeah, Irvine Welsh went through like an 18 month period of mm. addiction where he which I, I guess we're not too far off from that period of time here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of time that passes yeah. over this course of this movie. Mm. Uh, it definitely feels like it's maybe a year, you know, like uh, we definitely take some time jumps and we definitely watch it unfold in a really interesting way. But uh Man, this was a really, really good and well performed movie. Mm. Like Ewan McGregor is renting, uh, rents. I loved that. Uh, he was fantastic. Kevin McKidd is Tommy with the tragic, uh, mm. clean, you know, good, good kid, good boy who gets engaged with substances, and you know, Ewan McGregor being like trying to not, not let him. Like, no, no, mm. no. Like, I'm not just gonna give you it. And then he pulls out money, and he's like. Okay. It's like, damn, man. I don't know. This, the point of me bringing up that the, you know, author of the novel struggling is because it, it felt like 
if if you didn't go through something like that, that this movie couldn't have been made like this way, oh, or yeah. or there were there were just so many specific details that no way a normal person could could uh could put on on film or or in a novel. And yeah, someone who hasn't experienced addiction. Yeah, specifically, just like the withdrawal scene. Um, I feel like that like that was like I never really thought of what that would feel like or what that experience would be like. But after watching that, like, I mean, it was just, it felt spot on, even though I have no idea what it feels like. Yeah. Right. And him climbing into the toilet or, um, whenever he takes that, that one last hit, you know, for, and then Mm -hmm. he goes to the hospital, like in the carpet, you know, he sinks into the carpet and and it stays in his vision, even though he's, and, uh, and I don't know, like there were just so many specific things that, that I have no idea if they are correct, but it felt correct and it felt authentic. Yeah. It felt authentic as fuck. One of my, uh, I mean like this main cast of characters, the rents, uh, Mm. sick boy, uh, Tommy spud and Begby. Mm. Um, Oh, Begby. (laughs) Oh, Begby. You know, like we watched Goodfellas Mm. a couple weeks ago and, uh, this Begby is our Joe Pesci from that movie, you know, like, uh, (laughs) He's definitely compensating for something. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe it's little man syndrome. I don't know, mm. but uh, he uh, he's he's just too angry, man. Uh, it's definitely one where I'm like, mm. they keep him on. They like they keep being friends with this guy. Why? You know, like what? What's uh? And you know, they talk about how like they're kind of sure. they're like a family. So it's like you mm. can't you can't just kick someone out like it's just not how it works and i think that was all that was really there but they also showed us that they're not afraid to fuck each other over at any given point all of them were thinking about it mm-hmm. i mean the only one who was good yeah he was just like no like no don't do like i don't know he was just so innocent and so like uh whenever yeah, when you- he was working as a mechanic and like um, I forgot who went up to him, but like he tried to, you know, speak and like, I, I think that's what he said or something along those lines. Yeah. And then he starts singing um, like, oh, whenever they're all in the bar and he's just singing and they're all just like looking at him. And it's just like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. There were so many uh, just devastating parts of the movie. And, and Spud was one that I was just like, oh, man, this guy just I just felt so bad. Like I, it they need to show like the things like that, though, like the the how it damages you and like how like all like all these things that they 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 needed to show but that we didn't want to see you know right. and that's it's like the whole movie um and i love that this movie starts kind of with uh rents giving a monologue about his his narration about how you know they always tell you the the bad things about addiction mm. you know like you never uh about heroin and what it'll do to you but they never uh ever tell you how good it feels you know, and like he, uh, and obviously that's, that's all it takes for him to come back to it. You know, he talks about how, like, when you're not high, when you are high, all you're worried about is staying high. But when you're not high, you have a whole lot of other shit to worry about. Mm. Um, and, uh, the way that he frames it as like a loving relationship, the way he narrates about it, but the things they show us on screen are like, this is destroying you, you know, mm. and I'll, I'll kick off the movie pretty quick with him being like, I'm done. That's it. You know, like, I'm mm. not, I'm not going back. I'm done with the smack. You know, like that's, that's, I'm done. I'm done with that shit. And, uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe sick boy. was just like, all right. Okay. 
Sure mm. you are, buddy. Heard this one before. Yeah. yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, but man, I, I think uh, like after, because he goes through the withdrawals and he sees Tommy already in the state that he's in before he like actually sees him for the first mm-hmm. time, you know? Um, and whenever like you get to his apartment and just see how destroyed and disgusting and like, and he just instantly goes like, he just opens the door, walks back, lays down on his bed, you know? And like, it's, it's just like, Oh my God, like, Holy shit. Like, I don't know. It was just one, one just devastating thing after the other. And then, uh, I don't know. The movie took like a, a really cool turn whenever they, uh, they were going for the score, you know, the the 16. Yeah. The, the yeah, I was like, oh, now we're doing like a whole crime thing here for mm. a little bit. Um, yeah, what a, what know, a cool way to end the movie, movie with like this back and forth. You know, they show him running from the cops and uh, mm. him getting stopped by the cops, and that's ultimately what leads to his arrest. But you know, and he doesn't stay very clean long after his arrest. You know, like it doesn't take long for him to get back into the back mm. into the thick of it. Uh, but there are multiple points in this movie where you're holding out hope. You know, maybe this is it. And, you know, it's a movie. So I'm in the back of my head, I'm going, it's not. You know, it's a movie about addiction. I doubt he's just going to stay clean and watch his buddies go further and further downhill. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that. But whenever the baby dies, and like, I, I can't, like, they showed, you know, like in the crib, they showed the baby. The baby and still. Then, and then just, the screams like for a for a good two, well minutes three minutes before. straight yeah yeah uh, like that like you hear this woman screaming and and rents is kind of talking like a she's just been she's just been screaming and we mm-hmm. i don't i don't even know why could have been a day could have been a week could have been a yeah. month he said like don't know how long she's been screaming but and then um I, it seems that it was kind of immediate though that that they yeah, got yeah. up and, and went over. So yeah. I think it was just um, the heroin that yeah, made it like yeah. I, it felt like those screams went on forever. Like I don't when they all go in there and like they didn't know Sick Boy was the dad, but that they're like then we knew, uh, th- then we know who the dad was. I was like, fuck, god damn, like, this is just devastating. And Ewan, you know, he was he was narrating at the time, and he was like, I, I, there was no words that I could find. There was nothing that I could say, you know, or whatever. And then somebody say something, you know, like somebody fucking say something. Like it was just like, oh my god, like how? Ah, uh, I, I don't even know. Like I, just to, ah, uh, it was just part of the movie that I was like, okay. Like this is this is the reputation of the movie that I've, yeah. that I've heard about, um, and it was a, a whole turn. And I don't know, just a film that I, I'm so glad that I've seen. Um, I don't really know how much I will revisit. I don't it. know that I will. Um, yeah, um, I, I think this might be a one and done. Um, it might be. You know, the only reason, and I will say, really, really well directed, really, really prettily shot. Like it was a very mm. good looking movie. Uh, mm. At a lot of points, the colors were vibrant, and they just uh, it all popped. Uh, the performances are outstanding. So, like from a from a perspective of like, if I want to watch a critically good movie that's just gonna devastate me, mm. I might come back to Train Spotting. But uh, you know, it's a. Uh, it certainly won't be one that's a quick turnaround. It'll be a little bit before I rewatch this. Um, oh yeah, there is a sequel. 
I, I saw that like T2 strains train spotting yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It came out five years ago in 2017. Uh, hmm. Um, so it was like 20 years after the fact, but, uh, I, I read the synopsis and it's like in the fallout of you and having stole the score, you know, like, uh, ah, I see. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess at the end, I just felt like, uh, I just felt kind of satisfied, you know, it was just, uh, I, he was satisfied, but but not at the. No, yeah, it's like, like it's like that's um, a good. It's about as good an ending as you could hope for based mm-hmm. on the content of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was mm-hmm. under the impression, you know, like I got like 30 minutes into this, and I had like I was like, man, if all these guys are gonna die, like this is gonna be really sad. And then I saw there's a sequel with all of them in it, so I was like, okay, well at least they don't all die. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a good sign. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Mm. And, uh, you know, Tom, Tommy ultimately does die, which is, which is sad. And, uh, you know, Kevin McCade really, really did well in that role. I hadn't seen him that young ever. Mm. Yeah, uh, that was super. The only thing I've really seen him in is Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Uh, and like, well, um, that, I don't know, that's just what I instantly recognized him as. And then seeing him in the movie for the first time, I was like, whoa, like, dang, you are young here, man. Um, it's a young man, but, yeah. Yeah, that whole the hundred top or hundred top goals or whatever that mm-hmm. that Ewan was like, hey, can I borrow this? And what that turned into, um, right. that was basically the start of his of his spiral. Um, was that his his girl left him after that? You know, they they couldn't be together. Um, and then and then he was like, yeah, I'm 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 at I'm at rock bottom already, pretty much. So I, I, I I'm old enough to figure out for myself. You know, you tell me, me it's it. better than you tell me it's better than the best orgasm you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like, I gotta, I gotta know what that is. And, uh, and like the, the wherewithal of like the dissonance of an addict to Mm. be like, you don't want this shit. Like, cause that's what, that's what rents is sitting there. Like, like, I'm not going to fuck your life. Like I fucked mine. No, Mm. like I'm, I'm too far gone. You've still got it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're chilling. And then he shows him money and he's like, well, I can get more heroin with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, and the whole sequence of them like showing how they got like other drugs too like this went into old folks homes and you know just started mm-hmm. grabbing stuff or uh like anything they could find you know he just there was a time where he just listed like every drug like i don't every i mean any anything that ended in a mean or yeah. like, i don't know just any any anything you know it was just ah man it yeah, um, this uh, we took morphine, diamorphine, sizzlezine, codeine, tempazam, nitrazepam, uh, phenobarbital. <laughs> like he just kept going. Geez. We took them all. Fuck it. We would have injected vitamin C if only they'd made it illegal. Mm. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, man, it was just ah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, the only um, thing I did write down in the whole movie, the thing that just. Um, like after you, they w- walked on the mountain, and he just gave the monologue. Um, Ewan just went off um, on uh, on Tommy, basically. Um, and I, I I wrote almost the whole thing down. There was only about I think one word that I couldn't understand. Um, but I don't know the whole. It starts out by saying, "It's shite being Scottish, but the law is still the law." We, on the other hand, are colonized by wankers. You can't even find a decent culture to be colonized by. And I think this is the, the word that I couldn't get is we are ruled by blank assholes. I think it was maybe elitist. I don't, uh, yeah. Something along those lines, buddies. I have the uh, straight from uh, mm. 
straight from IMDb, the quote straight from the movie. Mm. It's shite being Scottish. We're the lowest of the low, the scum of the fucking earth, the most wretched, miserable, servile, pathetic trash that was ever shat into Mm. civilization. Some hate the English. I don't. They're just wankers. We, on the other hand, are colonized by wankers. Can't even find a decent culture to be colonized by. We're ruled by, oh, effet assholes. It's a shite state of affairs to be in. Tommy and all the fresh air in the world won't make any fucking difference. Mm. I mean, it, and no one said a word after that. It was just kind of like, damn. Yeah, he's right. And they just started walking back. And uh, sadly, you know, at or around this time, Spud, Sick Boy, and I made the healthy, informed, democratic decision to get back on heroin as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's one of those things where it's like, but, it's not funny. But the way you've presented the information to me is funny. Another one of the funnier moments in the movie is when Ewan walks into the apartment and he's he acts like he's in a restaurant and he's getting served heroin like it's mm. like fucking dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and sick boy's a waiter and stuff like that. Like, uh, mm. oh, man, I ever begin Swanee, I'm off the skag. Man, I I don't know. I think the uh, if I were. Like, the only part of me that wants to revisit the movie is, like, the ending. Like, is the, the crime just, like, the whole sequence of uh, of, well, of them going I mean, back and forth? And uh, Another reason I'd be interested in watching the movie again is knowing where it's going. Like, part mm. of the hell of this movie is me expecting the worst possible thing at all times just because of what I've heard about the movie. Like, I'm, mm. I'm anticipating, an, anticipating an OD at pretty much every turn, you know what I'm saying? And we, mm. we only get one, which is, like, a... One on screen, and it's you, and and it's not even that graphic, you know. It just shows him sink into the carpet and not wake up. You know what I'm saying? Like a is is that a common thing? Um, to just drag someone into a taxi, put the money in the pocket. Like I I, I feel like no way that actually happens, right? Like that was. I'd just... be willing to bet it happens. I wouldn't mm. bet that it's common. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like uh, because the taxi driver just felt. I mean, he. Didn't think anything of it, you know. He just dragged him out, took the money out of his pocket, and went on his way, you know. And like, right. well, that's um, the thing is that like he he seemed to show concern initially, mm. like uh, went as he was getting in the cab, like, oh fuck, oh shit, I got to get him out of here, you know. Like, and he he sped off, but then he was like, I don't need to do much more than dump him on the floor of the dump him on the floor outside the hospital and take the money mm. from him and go. Uh, and I think that was just a another example of rents probably justifying the way he like the way he thinks about things is mm. like this asshole couldn't even bother to do more for me than drag me outside the taxi and take take my money you know mm. what i'm saying like a it's a shite state of affairs Damn. um oh man i just like the apartments that they were in and just like holes in the walls the like blue handprints on like the the exposed brick and like just every detail. It was just so detailed to the point that I didn't even, I couldn't even tell like the difference that this was like, this was a movie from like what just react. Like it felt like this was just straight up filmed and a legit, like, I don't know. It just felt so real. It felt so real. Um, and, and that's what's so interesting is that there's something about it like and I think it's a credit to Danny Boyle's filmmaking here that like there's this there's this rawness and this realness that that permeates through it but there's also this surreal uh 
fantasticalness to it every once in a while. Like we see with him diving mm-hmm. into the diving into the toilet bowl and we see with him sinking into the carpet and seeing mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. the hallucinations hallucinations he has. Like there's there's this realness to it and there's also this fantasticalness to it that I I absolutely love when you can strike a combo like that. And I think one of the uh one of the stories where you get freedom like that is stories about addiction because another place where I feel like I get that is euphoria. Mm. this raw realness but there's obviously this fantastical nature to what's going Mm. on you know like it's like ah it's just a really interesting balance to strike and uh we haven't even spoken on the uh the diane situation yet uh his his love at first sight uh that uh turns into quite the quite the situation um i i was not expecting this um at all was probably the only part of the movie that I was kind of like, did this really need to be in here? I don't know. Like, uh, it well, was. Kind of, I like, watched this. I watched this two nights ago, and I'll say it is largely. It's it's definitely far and away the part I've forgotten the most about. Mm. Um. So what? like that's I think that speaks volumes to it. Like uh, I guess maybe maybe it was just um you know another storyline to show just how shitty things can get so quickly. You know when whenever. You're you're in the state of mind. You're not thinking right, and and any situation can turn, you know, at, at any point. I think that's kind of the only point. I don't know, like, I don't know. Like, just... it's ruining all aspects of his life, including romantic mm. romantics. Like, it's like there is nothing redeeming. There's only, and maybe that's why he he runs with this crew. You know, like these are the only dudes who are still willing to ride with him. Mm. You know, and like uh. So maybe he should show them a shred of loyalty, even though he, he, he betrays them at the end. Like it, it's a real, real back and forth thing there. Man, I I can only imagine what Begbie is like in this sequel. I mean, he's probably hunting. Like he is. I mean, that dude, he gets off on violence. You know, he uh, put the knife on the table, walked downstairs, started an entire bar fight, and they're just watching. Bro said they just. Oh my god. Lassie got glassed. Mm. And nobody's <laughs> fucking going anywhere until we find out what cunt did it. Mm. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. He <laughs> just mm. kicks the dude in the balls. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. He's carrying four pints, you know, back back to the table. A dude bumps him. And he's like, if you can't carry a pint, then you, you're not allowed to be at this bar. I'm like, oh. What, once he said that, I'm like, dude, that was not the right guy to say that to. Um, gets a glass right in right in the mouth, um, and uh, and I, I I love the uh, Begbie's like all right I'm going going to take a piss, um, the money still better be there whenever I get back you know he's he kind of saying it as a jokey manner but he's serious he's like nah you guys are you might actually do this like it better be here when I get back and then uh, I forgot who else who gets up next um, but it's just Spud and uh, Renton there sitting there and they're looking at you know he's like. You want to, what What do you think? You know, like, what What are you thinking? Um, yeah, and, and, you know, you kind of see Spud's eyes. He's kind of like, he he's initially like, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, he's, he's always, he's, he's ride or die. I don't know. Spud is the only kind of just true one. If, if yeah, I were to pick. Know, like, yeah. uh, there's this, uh, there's this balance. They, they have to try and find where Rens talks about how when you're high, you only look forward to scoring. Like that's the, you're looking for mm. a way to get heroin. I feel like Spud's the only one 
that holds his friends above the high. Hmm. You know, like uh, I mean, besides Begbie, Begbie's just a fuckboy. Like he, because obviously, like he's clean and he ha- he he uses that as like a superiority complex over the rest of his friends. Hmm. But I'd argue he's the biggest asshole in the friend group, which is like a man. You're you're really fucking up, dude. Um. But yes, but he was just, he was just a sweetheart. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to be there for his friends. And I liked when sick boy came back and was like, uh, surprised you still here. I'd have done it, you know, like, uh, and you know, that's, that's enough for rents. You know, he's like, okay, well fuck Begbie. And if you would have done it, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and then the, the safety deposit box at the end, uh, when you see spud get, I don't know how much that was, you know, it wasn't, um, it's probably only like two, ton, two but it was enough. Or, yeah, oh yeah. That the, like the, for, yeah. for an addict, that was like I mean, sadly he's gonna spend it on more heroin, you know, most likely. Um probably. but um satisfyingly unsatisfying, uh to see Spud at the end, just that big smile and then him close close the box and uh Yeah, you know, and maybe mm-hmm, but you know, headcanon. Movie ends there. We could go yeah, you know true. what, that was the turning point for Spud. <laughs> yeah yeah you know what yeah he, he got clean with that money um yeah but uh mm. now nah, sick boy was one of the more interesting characters in this movie for me too mm. you know i loved i loved his casual uh whenever he got and it was only whenever he was high he would start talking about uh uh movies and music mm. and he would just uh he would get really really deep into it and just like talk about everything he knows about it and like all the all the artists and creators who do these things. And I, I just really loved that aspect of the movie too. Mm. Uh, he was just a really, really interesting character and it makes it all the more sad when that, uh, cause he was one of the brighter shining like personalities in this mm. movie. And I uh, guess I never really thought of why the movie is called train spotty. Um, yeah. I, 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 there's only one part where a train passes in front of them. And they watch it go by, you know, and I don't even think that shot's in the movie. Mm. Yeah, I don't, hmm. Yeah, I don't, I never, uh, yeah, I don't, huh. Really... Well, because I looked, I looked into it, what train spotting mm. means. And it's literally watching trains. That's what, that's what train spotting is. Hmm. Um, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> maybe it's, oh. uh, oh, that part with the, with the fucking, <laughs> BB guns mm-hmm. They're imitating Sean Connery. Mm. <laughs> you have the beast in your sight. <laughs> that was, yeah, there, there was a lot of, you know, just cute, funny moments that, that, you know, took you out of it for a little bit and just gave you a little bit of, little bit of joy, you know, for, for the movie. And maybe, I don't know, maybe um, the more I'm thinking about it, maybe I do revisit this movie knowing where it goes. I think if I rewatch it, I'm skipping the baby scene. I'm skipping the withdrawal. Um, those two scenes, yeah. I'm good, never seen again. Um, and uh, but I don't know. I think you know the rest of the movie. They they do kind of find a balance where um, it isn't just devastating the entire time. There is some redeeming quality. They um, move like that. The movie is so incredibly fast. You know, it's only an hour and a half in runtime, and there's a lot of story here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like they ah, Diane's the yeah okay. She was the the young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that explains why I just went. Ah, yeah. Throw that out of my head. Yeah, um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I remember that. The way she was telling him to be quiet and like, uh, you know, be quiet. You can't make a lot of noise. Mm. Uh, be quiet on your way out. It's because she lives with her parents. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Poor. Poor Spud. And uh, he 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 was so drunk, and then he woke up with that accident. He had to, you know, carry oh the blanket. God, trying. To... Oh man, I I um as as a germaphobe. Um, this scene, it literally caused me to like instinctually turn away from the TV. I, almost, I literally like, like I couldn't, oh, it was knowing ooh. that information about you. Whenever he stuck his hands in the toilet bowl prior to, like I was watching it, you hadn't started yet. <laughs> I almost went, I don't know if this is the one for us. You know, like I was like, <laughs> I might just spare you uh, this. Uh, yeah. After he stuck his hand in that, I mean, that was another very physical cringe oh, moment, but then yeah. he I, I remember I, I I was live texting you during this moment. You went, what? And and I yeah he he stuck his hand in and then you were like oh just wait you know and I I was already like oh fuck and then he and then I was like oh no he climbed in or whatever um but yeah. uh ah oh, man yeah that was uh whew, um man I don't know uh, I can I don't know I can uh I think I can oh. Oh, this was I, I took one screenshot out of the movie and it was basically the recreation of of the Beatles uh yeah album cover intentional. Um and uh it was just I don't know, this was just part of the movie where I was like, Oh, that was pretty cool. You know, they, they didn't need to do that. There was no reason to do that. It was just, no, sick. just it was just cool. Well, and it's um, clear that you know, Sick Boy talks about music a lot. One of my hmm. favorite interactions in this movie is when uh uh, sick boy and rent are going back and forth and he goes it's certainly a phenomenon in all walks of life what do you mean well at one time you've got it and then you lose it and it's gone forever mm-hmm. all walks of life george best for example had it lost it or david bowie or lou reed some of his solo stuff's not bad no it's not bad but it's not great either and in your heart you kind of know although it sounds all right it's actually just shite mm-hmm. I, I i loved that like because i've had that exact thought process on artists i love where i'm like ah, oh, you know it's not bad you know, like new stuff. Ah, oh, it's not bad, but <laughs> there's there's that part deep down where you're like, "Fuck, I just it's just not as good as it once was." You know, and mm. uh, in the, like who else? And he starts listing more and more, and rents like, "Okay, okay." So what's the point you're trying to make? All I'm trying to do is help you understand that the name of the rose is merely a blip on an otherwise uninterrupted downward trajectory. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, damn. Yeah, for for how uh, you know, for being addicts, they were definitely they definitely got deep. Um. Like a lot of, I don't know. They just had a lot of deep conversations and a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of things that that I would never think of myself. That I was hearing it come from, you know, addicts and in a movie like this was was interesting. But uh, I don't know. It was just a movie this existential energy to some of their interactions. That's like they're like trying their best to figure it out, but they just cannot. Oh, yeah. Oh man, and his parents. You know where where he gets clean for the first time, uh, and he you know and and uh, I loved I loved that part of the movie the way his parents treated him hmm. like uh like it wasn't it wasn't a dismissal you know it wasn't a you fucked yourself we're done it was a I'm I I can't believe you've done this but now I'm still going to do everything in. I yeah. can to help you like now now we're stepping in and making sure you yeah. do it you do it right. Um, and, ah, uh, I mean, sadly, that's how it has to happen, you know, like, it, unless you're 
slowly waning off like you do in, in rehab, you know, like, like that. And obviously that didn't work for him, you know, and uh, that's, that's kind of the only way to do it. And, and they knew that they knew that their son was about to go through like one of the worst, you know, experiences that he could possibly imagine. And uh, I don't know, just from the parents perspective, like the, it just, every time that I took a step back and then thought like, Oh man, like I, I mean, just putting myself in the parent's shoes. I'm like, Oh, like, that sucks. And then I put myself in you and shoes during, during that withdrawal. And I'm like, Oh man, that's like, no matter who you put yourself in during this movie, it's just like, just so devastating. And so and there's, there's also this really interesting, like background thing that's going on. Like, I think they, they reference HIV and AIDS a couple times mm. as it's the period of time in which the HIV AIDS epidemic was raging. Mm. Um, and they don't make it a point of the movie. Oof, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't make it a point of the movie, but like it's it's it contributes to the shite state of affairs they're discussing. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Like Rents at one point says, uh, it seems, however, I really am the luckiest guy in the world. Several years of addiction right in the middle of an epidemic surrounded by the living dead, but not me. I'm negative. It's official. And once the pain goes away, that's when the real battle starts. Depression, boredom. You feel so fucking low, you want to fucking top yourself. Like, god damn, man. Ugh. Ugh, man, god. And it's also straightforward thinking at multiple points. Like, in terms of sexuality, Hmm. like, there's another another moment in this movie where he says, you see, if you ask me, we're heterosexual by default, not by decision. It's just a question of who you fancy. It's all about aesthetics, and it's fuck all to do with morality. But you try to tell Begbie that. Yeah, true. Uh, he he wouldn't really. Uh, I don't know. Begbie, man, him, him in the room after he, you know, after they wake up and and the money's gone, <laughs> and that room just being destroyed and and ah, uh, like I don't know. It was cool seeing uh the you know the the actual uh what do you call it like the the trade go down like where they they give him the heroin for for the money you know and and it shows like the top view of the room they you know the camp like yeah. it's filmed filmed in a very i don't know just amazing way. like every shot was set up beautifully um and then you know, there's, God. there's just been a lot of uh i don't know if you've seen it on twitter like, about like spider-man no way home the last couple days like uh there's like the specific shot of flash on his phone learning that peter is spider-man and you know spider-man and uh zendaya shoot underneath the ground behind him you remember that part of the movie Mm, mm -hmm. Mm. pretty pretty insignificant shot completely inconsequential but people are fucking like this is terrible why would you do this because it's like it's clearly a dude in front of a green screen like it's like there's he's not actually on the street doing anything Mm. especially when you take that shot and isolate it couldn't didn't notice when it was full full motion or anything you isolate it and it's like okay yeah Mm. and i can I can understand gripes about like lazy, lazy shots and stuff like that. You definitely don't like, it seems like every shot in this movie had intention. Like Mm. there was a, you, it set up the camera. There wasn't a shot in this movie that was just shoehorned. It was just like, we'll, we'll shoot it from this angle. Mm. It was like, find the most interesting way to portray this interaction, this scene, find the most interesting way to do that. Mm. And credit to Danny Boyle there because it is really, really, 
I I almost want to go back and watch it simply for its mm. for its editing and its uh, visuals alone. Like mm-hmm. it's uh yeah, there's something about a movie that has zero visual effects. I mean, I guess um the the carpet, you know, coming coming up from him. I I don't know. It could still be all in camera, you know, like practical. I, I feel like everything was practical. Um mm. not no real visual effects you know i guess how he climbed into the toilet he was i don't know how they specifically did that i don't know um but there's something about a movie that you know that this is just a camera and humans on earth you know there's just it's just real and uh what you're getting or what you're seeing is what you get um and they they literally set up the camera for the shot with the intention of everything i don't know there's something about just older movies that uh that are just fully real. Um, and I don't know, it, it kind of, I don't know, that's what I felt, you know, going through all, all these movies that we have watched. Um, a lot of, a lot of the, the good ones that stand out are just ones that are super real, a real story with no crazy visual effects or anything like that. It's just mm. real. Um, and I don't know, I was trying to, to come up with a word um, Not yet. to describe this movie. Um, and I, I can't really, I can't really find anything other than devastating. It's the word I come back to, um, every time. It, it's just a, a truly devastating movie. Um, yeah, I like I, maybe raw, mm. like, it's just like, mm. it feels un, unfet, like mm. unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, uh, it's all out there for you, you know, kind of, uh, outrageous. You know, like I can't think mm. of a another movie where I've watched, I've seen a dead baby, uh, shit flung across a room, a man digging his hands into a, a toilet bowl full of shit. Uh, like that's that's outrageous, that's ridiculous, and uh, the fact that all those things can happen in a movie, and I can leave it going, that was a damn good movie. That's pretty effective, you know. Like that's <laughs> a that's a really that's like a really hard thing to do because. We've talked about the enjoyment rating at various points and how like, uh, you know, if you if you say certain things or if you do this, it's just going to get it's going to get dinked a little bit for me in enjoyment. And like logically showing me a dead baby and shit flinging across a room that should make me go. I like this movie a little less, Mm. but there's something about them steering into it that makes me go. Maybe I like it a little bit more. You know, like, uh, it's not just something that doesn't feel necessary. It's something that feels like it was part of the story. Maybe the shit flinging across the room. Maybe, maybe that one could have gone, gone without happening. <laughs> but, uh, mm. nevertheless, it was, uh, mm. it was just really, really, really well done, you know? And I uh, mean, ever since Dead Poets, you know, that, that was really where our enjoyment rating, uh, took a switch. Became refined. Um, yeah. Became, became true, I feel. I don't think in every movie before that, I don't think it's, you know, truly messed up or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, but I'd, just... I'd come to about the same conclusion yeah. I'd think, but we, 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 we refined the definition of mm. our enjoyment of movies at that point. Uh, and how, I mean, connected I, I felt to this movie, you know, like once I started watching and once I was in after that 30 minutes after, you know, the 40 minute mark, like, uh, where things got real, I did not. I could not do anything other than watch the movie. Like mm-hmm. did not open my phone once did not like, it was just at, like I was it in you. And, and at the end I'm like, Oh, I was watching a movie. Like I, I kind of like, I was like, wow, I, 
I kind of it develops you. Like yeah. it's a really, really, really effective. Like, uh, I and that's I guess that's the word I keep coming back to is effective. Like this story mm. is one that on paper it shouldn't be enjoyable to watch. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed watching this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like this made me not happy, but I, mm. I, I, I enjoyed watching this movie. I'm what as I was watching it, I remember going like. Like, if I'm going from a strictly visual perspective, this is amongst my favorite movies of all time. You know, like, there's a lot of really, really interesting shots that you just, I don't think we've gotten a movie that resembles this mm. so far. You know, 70 through through 96. I don't think any of them look like train spotting. Uh, it's it's original, and it's, uh, it's damn good. Mm. So, uh, are we ready for the ratings then? I think I'm ready, yeah. I'm, uh, I guess starting with enjoyment, you know, we're already here. Um, I'm thinking like a four or five is the floor. Yeah. Um, kinda, yeah. You know, uh, I was, uh, I was thinking four, there. six yeah, yeah. Was, was, was the floor. Like I, I was thinking like four, six, five, four, seven, mm-hmm. probably mm. for my enjoyment of this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel in four, four, six, four, seven. Yeah. That, that, that feels right. Let's go four um, six. Let's meet in the middle yeah. uh, with the with the four five being the floor and four seven being kind of a probably the ceiling. Like <laughs> you know, I did see a dead baby. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Yeah, I, even though uh, it's sad, it kind of it was necessary for the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and but I don't know a four. That's not a bad enjoyment rating at all. Like a four six. No, that, not at all. That's a, puts it above. You know, puts it above seven, seven last week. Um, puts it above Pulp Fiction. Um, puts it above the mask. Puts it, you know, above uh, Ace Ventura. You know, uh, it. Uh, yeah, I'd say I definitely enjoyed yeah. watching these so. movies. Like it connects with me in a way that those movies didn't. Uh, mm. Especially like, I think one of the gripes I had with Seven last week was uh, that I didn't care for the characters all that much. Like mm. on paper, I should have. Like it seemed like they they did enough, but it, there was something missing there for me. And this one, like I. I don't want what happens to these characters to happen to these characters. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like that's, that really gets me. And, uh, so yeah, I, I go four, six there. All right. Now as a genre, you know, this is a drama and, and we do, uh, it is hard, you know, for a movie to be genre defining as a drama, but, and I'd say no matter how we spin it, this movie is far from genre defining. Yeah. Uh, it does a lot of genre breaking. Things, yeah, I genre say. blending. Um, like, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of moments where I'm like, like I don't know that I would define this movie as any one exactly like, drama is- drama safe because it's an umbrella term that can mm. kind of encompass a lot of stuff. Um, it's kind of in a, a genre of its own. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really like I can't. I'm trying to pull like a, a compare like a movie to compare it to. Um. And I guess, you know, maybe Dead Poets is the closest one we have on this list. Um, just because I and I and that's a stretch. That's a huge stretch. Um it's like I I'd I, go I don't know. Um I, interestingly I mean, enough, the closest maybe? I'd go is Boys in the Hood. Mm, okay. Oh no, that that is a good one. That that's a, like a pretty the, good comparison. The group of friends who are marred by their situation and mm. kind of uh I have to overcome what's around them. There's, there's, uh, clearly a main character. A couple of them end up dead. Like it's, there's definitely a, there's, there's more like, and, uh, 
That's what's interesting is that like if you, hmm. I would say if they were if they were portrayed younger, something of a coming of age, but there's not really a coming of age that they hmm. they get to. Like it's just kind of, um, the only reason I throw uh, dead poets is just like the uh, the devastating. Part of well, I mean that is another that is another uh, group of friends who are marred hmm. by their situation and are like it's there's definitely something there you know and uh, if I, if I'm being honest with myself I I watch Dead Poets and I watch Boys in the Hood again before I watch Train Spotting you true. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so uh, you know like, I probably I probably go in the four seven five range four seven range for this in hmm. terms of in terms of genre um. Yeah, I'm right I there. think it's probably yeah. safe. Oh yeah, I mean, Boys in the Hood a five in the genre, Dead Poets a four point eight five. It's def- you know it's not a not up there with them, but but not too far behind. Um, so I, yeah. I'm feeling you know four point seven that that does feel about right for me. Um, All right, you All thinking right. four seven or four seven five though? Does it probably deserve that little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels more right. Um, yeah. But, uh, and here we go. I think the the strongest part of the movie is how it how it is as a film critically made pretty well written performances uh, really really tight visuals uh the the editing like i i know i mentioned that earlier but like it's really well edited like the flow of the movie is incredible it's hard to have this big of a story fit into an hour and a half and it feel organic and natural and that's a credit to the editing um you know i'm pretty high on this uh, I think it's probably in that I hold it up to uh Goodfellas. Mm. That four eight five mm. up there. Like I feel like it's uh from a pure point of critic like being critical. Every bit is well performed. Every bit I, yeah. I mean, maybe I, even tighter visuals, which is uh, tough to say with Martin Scorsese at the director helm. But like, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like a, a direct comparison, it's probably every bit as well written, every bit as well acted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm pretty much right there too. Yeah, um, I'm thinking like four eight, like absolute four. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, you know? I, and I, I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe four, eight, five, four, uh, maybe a four, nine is too high. I don't know. I, I wouldn't um, go that high. I wouldn't go that high I mean, just because like, that's, that's the tier that we've held mm-hmm. a, the uh, best, the best movies at the Godfather yeah, Jaws Raiders. That. Um, yeah, but you know, a, a good fellas, a, a little bit above dead poets or my neighbor to Toro. Um, and I'd say that's right. exactly where I'm above feeling Above Apocalypse Now, um, a little bit above Pulp Fiction, a little bit above Forest. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, that that uh, that totally feels right. And I think uh, an important thing to to uh, say now, we, we really didn't um, compare to our previous scores a whole lot uh, beforehand because we didn't want – we didn't really have a whole lot of data to go off of. But now that we basically have half of a year – of data to go off of it. It kind of makes sense that we're looking back on our previous scores and really, really defining and, you know, putting stuff weird in numbers. Yeah. Stuff and, and, um, no. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wanted to avoid that as much as possible through the first half of the year, but now we've got a sample size of almost 40 movies. Mm. It feels like we're, we're getting, we're getting up there. Um, so that ties it with Jurassic park. 
Uh, interestingly enough, um, it puts it right there with Jurassic Park at a 4.73. Um, but a little bit below Boys in the Hood um, at, at a 4.75. So, I mean, this is, it is a uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. You know, yeah, rank, ranked 15 um, on, our, on our list um, as an average score, which, you know, feels, feels right. And then oh, it does. critically, you know, critically as a film, um, it puts it, um, that doesn't seem, oh, that's right. We did make some changes. We did, yes. Um, we, took, critic- we took the opportunity of being halfway through the year. Mm to uh to look back on what we've done here and ask ourselves if we're feeling exactly right about it. And uh you know there were plenty of changes, you know, we we took our 48s and our 49s and switched them. Mm. Which was which was uh, an interesting find. We had Dead Poets, Forrest Gump, and uh, My Neighbor Totoro all at 49s. While we had Godfather, Jaws, The Shining, Raiders and Shawshank at four eight, and we were like, "That's just flipped." Mm. Like, I don't know, I don't know how it happened like that, but that's how it happened. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, and this this change, it was, I don't know, it fully makes sense to me. There's no, um, I don't know, re- no real debate in my mind that that these movies are just simply above these other ones. Um, like, um, I don't know. I put the Godfather, Jaws, Shining Raiders, and Shawshank. That just feels like a perfect category for where everything yeah, is. Yeah, like um, So I mean, what more could you ask for and, there? And right in between, you know, the sandwich in between those four nines and four eights is Goodfellas and Train Spotting, and it kind of just that feels right. Oh yeah, that feels. Uh, I'm very comfortable where 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 this ended up lying. So uh, oh yeah, um, hmm. Amazing. You know what I didn't anticipate was a top ten movie. Yeah. As far as a critical appeal out of Train Spotting, mm. like uh, we're we're sitting there at, within the top the top ten rankings there. Um, I guess it's at, it is, um, in fourth place, tied for fourth. Um, but, technically, but in ninth or eighth, um, where where it lies. But I mean, I mean that's. That's just how uh, this project is going to go. There's no way that we could put any of these movies like above, you know, the other, um, no. you know, wh- whenever they're all tied. And it, make, it makes sense for for 52 movies, you know, that, that we're going to end up doing. Our top 10 at the end of it will probably be a good, you know, a good half of that, um, yeah. which is which is <laughs> hilarious. But uh, I don't know this uh, this project. Uh, it's, it's working out, working out great. Um, it, yes, it, just, it, is. it, yes, it, it is. feels it's right. Yeah. Um, Train spotting was a great addition here. It was a hell of a way to kick off July. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's we're sitting here July first, straight up first day of July. Uh, five movie month. Don't get a lot of those mm-hmm. uh, as far as the Fridays are concerned. I know June was a special special case as we had seven movies in a week at one point. But uh, five movies this month. Very excited. Um, 97, 98, 99, and 2000. We'll get to the 2000s this month. Wow. Holy shit. I would finally have been born. We are finally yeah. going into movies where we're alive for. Only yep. a little bit, though. Yeah, only only a little bit, though, this month. Uh, and it'll be, it'll be interesting, you know. Uh, I'm very excited, uh, especially for 98's The Truman Show. That's going to be a big one. Hmm. Um, 97, next week, we've got Goodwill Hunting. 
mm-hmm. which is uh, which I'm very excited for. Uh, that's that's definitely going to be a good one. Uh, the Matrix for 1999. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a real good one. That's that's God. What a month we've got coming up here. Uh, this will be. This is going to give our best month a run for its money. If I had to guess, it's. I don't know. Starting out great, and uh, haven't seen the Truman Show, but I, I've heard enough about it to know that I think I'm going to love that movie. Um, and The Matrix, I know I already love. Um, and Goodwill Hunting is a movie I have seen before, but I don't really remember a whole lot about it. Um, yeah, that's but... uh, I, I, it's definitely one that I watched like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like I have not watched it in a really long time, and that's that's got like what Ben Affleck and uh, mm-hmm. like Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Like, don't they kill a bear? Isn't that like what like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon go off to like kill a bear? Uh, they're like in the I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing two movies. I think I watched this with my dad. Like a yeah, a good like ten or plus years ago. So I I'm really like um, stretching for for details. But yeah, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Robin Williams uh, in it. And let's see. Oh yeah, yeah, Matt Damon, the genius level IQ works. Yeah, at a janitor at MIT. Okay, his details are starting to flood back a little bit but uh mm, i'm uh definitely excited excited for this month that's for sure july is gonna be a good one july so. is gonna be a good one and we are off to a good start with train spotting but with that we will conclude this episode of the penny bloom podcast i was colton robertson and i was joined by joseph george thank you very much homie well thank you for having me always a pleasure to be here Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. If you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find well over 24 hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, just a ton of stuff over there for you. All that money goes back into making sure I can put the podcast on. Uh, it's uh, it's quite m- most enjoyable over there. Uh, if you mm-hmm. would, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, where if we were to change the movie right now, next week is 1997's Goodwill Hunting. I don't think it's subject to change, but if it were to change, you'd find out over on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we'll let you know there what, whether or not it's uh, it's maintained or not. And, uh, I don't think it'll change. Goodwill Hunting will be our next movie, but if it wasn't going to be, you'd find out there. Uh, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, and remember, peace, love, and bloom. And it's a shite state of affairs. Mm.